Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. God accompanies his servants is the title today. And Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 tells us, Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. To human agencies is committed the work of extending the triumphs of the cross from point to point. As the head of the church, Christ is authoritatively calling upon everyone who claims to believe on him to follow his example of self-denial and self-sacrifice in working for the conversion of those whom Satan and his vast army are exerting every power to destroy. God's people are called upon to rally without delay under the blood-stained banner of Christ Jesus. Unceasingly, they are to continue their warfare against the enemy, pressing the battle even to the gates. And everyone who is added to the ranks by conversion is to be assigned his post of duty. Everyone should be willing to be or to do anything in this warfare. When church members put forth earnest efforts to advance the message, they will live in the joy of the Lord and will meet with success. Triumph always follows decided effort. Christ, in his mediatorial capacity, gives to his servants the presence of the Holy Spirit. It is the efficiency of the Spirit that enables human agencies to be representative of the Redeemer in the work of soul saving, that we may unite with Christ in this work, we should place ourselves under the molding influence of His Spirit. Through the power thus imparted, we may cooperate with the Lord in the bonds of unity as laborers together with Him in the salvation of souls. To everyone who offers himself to the Lord for service, withholding nothing as given power for the attainment of measureless results. The Lord God is bound by an eternal pledge to supply power and grace to everyone who is sanctified through obedience to the truth. First thing I want to say is if you find that scary, some of the things that feels like they're calling upon you to do, don't be afraid. God doesn't call you to do something that you're not prepared for. Every step you're prepared for some little thing, and each succeeding step prepares you for the next. So what this is calling is for those who respond to it are the ones who are ready. And God has something for you at your stage. Just look around for it. But I just want to say, what is the message that we are all being asked to advance in the world? No, I have to confess, I get so stuck in the many details, creeds, and doctrines but I want to step back from them, the noise of it, and see what I'm missing. Maybe the way to look at it this morning is, uh, for now, is to ask the question, what are the things that caused Lucifer, now known as Satan, uh, or the adversary, to step away from God's throne and become an adversary? I'm going to list a few things that I see as the issues and these, of course, 
explaining this are going to be some of the issues we see in the battle that's going on today. These underlying issues that uh, we can understand what it is that we can help people to see. Okay, I'm going to look at those things. So he got stuck like a hairball in his craw uh, that Jesus, then known as Michael, or one who is like God, was getting to be in private conference with his father. And Lucifer was not included. Why was he not included? Okay, that's really stuck in his throat. Second, the law of God being actually expressed in words for maybe the first time. That kind of bothered him. So, so first, he was jealous of Michael's being treated special. This seems to indicate that Michael was very humble, so much so that he didn't lord it over anyone and no one even realized that he was the creator. No, he was the creator for in many places in the Bible, John 1, for example, we know Michael or Jesus was the one by whom God created all life. But no one had seen him do it. No one saw him create. How could they know? Even Lucifer, Lucifer was the first created being. He was next in power to, to Jesus or Michael. He looked just like Michael. He had the same covering chair job as Michael. He could not believe that Jesus was the begotten Son of God and not created as he was created. So this is what he kept saying to Jesus in the wilderness of temptation. If you are the Son of God, create this bread. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. Angels will catch you and so forth. Uh, anyway, let's see. First, that Jesus, our Savior, is God by birth from his Father. As such, he deserves our worship. God, out of love to us, gave his Son, torn from his own bosom, as Eve was taken from Adam's. He was sacrificed by his own choice for us. This reveals God is not a tyrant. He is not selfish or arbitrary. He says, come, let us reason together. Jesus came to save us, deliver us from bondage to sin and Satan so that we could stand free and obedient to the principles of love and God's law. Even Lucifer got to see Jesus create life on earth, so everyone knew he could create life, and the opposite of life is death, the absence of life for those who don't accept Jesus or God's law as a principle of life. These are the things that we are to advance in the world. There is a Redeemer. Please receive him and live. So there's a promise in Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So if that wasn't terribly clear, maybe you could listen to it again. I think the idea being the things that we see under attack are whether Jesus is the Son of God. And, you know, some people believe he became the Son of God when he was born as a human but I think if you read Proverbs 8, you'll realize the truth and that he is our creator and that the law, principle of love, is the principle of life and that uh, he is here to deliver us and that that's the only way that we can have life. The conditions for life is obedience to the law. It's always been that. Dear Father, 
Thank you that we can call you Father because of Jesus. These who are here with me this morning are your children and my brothers and sisters, and I pray for them to find in you the victory of sin and Satan, and finally the reward of being with you and seeing you face to face and knowing as we are known and loving as we are loved and fulfilling the place you have for each one of us. Let it not remain empty when Jesus comes. In his name I pray. Amen. I invite you to join me again tomorrow morning for a few minutes as we read and contemplate, read promises, and pray together before you start your day. Be blessed, my brother and sister.